I'm really just looking forward to do this engagement. So um, all of us will just answer as freely as possible. There's no right or wrong answer. Can be really just based on your life experiences as well, or just like a, just a mere opinion or something you saw somewhere, something you heard somewhere. Just be free, just throw it out, you know, because it's it's a conversation at the end of the day. It's not an interview. I don't have to necessarily pick each and every one of you out. So I'm just hoping that you can be just open, you know, just exercise openness. I don't have to be like Shireen, answer, you know, or. Uh, please say something you know just if you feel that you want to add something do so if you want to agree with someone or you just want to add on to what that person has said just do that you know just feel free so yeah i'm um, like peter said today we're discussing social media um colorism and classism so we are just going to start with the basics i think all of us are on social media all of us you know some kind of um app that you have um if it's not instagram it's facebook or whatever it's twitter or you even have all of them so we're just going to start about um the impacts you know that it has on your mental health how you personally um are finding that space how are you navigating that space what is it doing to your mind specifically how do you navigate that space so just to get this off the ground i'm going to start off with shireen yeah <laughs> Um, for me, social media doesn't have that much of an impact. I don't know if I should classify LinkedIn as, but that app is just your. It it gives me heart palpitations every time I decide to go on to LinkedIn because I think probably it's in my head, but it just shows me how. I haven't achieved what I want to achieve because there's there's always somebody posting how they've achieved this today. Tomorrow it's somebody else saying, I just bought a house. Another one saying, I just bought a brand new car. So that's the only app that gives me. But for social media in general, no, it doesn't have, no, it doesn't give me some, any kind of, pressure it doesn't give me because I know how fake social media can be a person can be in their room and then posting pictures in Bali pictures from 2018 while they're in Bali so it doesn't give me that you're behind you're not doing anything with your life type of thing and then we're going to have Mongezi and your take how are you navigating that space like, how's your mental health going with this whole space of social media? Um, I, I, I use social media, uh, each platform, for what I think is its intended purpose. So I go on to Facebook to laugh at memes and share memes. And I go on to Instagram to uh, like photos and inflame people's vanity. And also post what I think are cool photos, not my photos, what I think are cool photos that I'd like to share with people. And I go on to WhatsApp to blue tick people and I go on to Twitter to check what's what's trending. I'm kidding. <laughs> and I go on to Twitter for information purposes to check what's trending, to see uh, um, what, what people are engaging on on that particular day because I think every day presents uh, a new trend and uh, that trend for me it's it's uh, it's 
it's informative. I think by and large, Twitter has has replaced uh, the news as we've uh, commonly known to know the news. So yeah, I go on Twitter for that. And uh, yeah, so my my mental health and my emotions are completely divorced from from social media uh, for the reasons that I just specified because I go on to each platform for a specific purpose. Uh, I used to, in my younger years, I used to go on Facebook to argue with strangers because people really write really, uh, un- yeah, really ridiculous stuff on Facebook. And I used to take that quite to heart. And I think, good to know, but then why is this? How can such a person like Ashu never? But now I'm just unbothered. Now I just scroll and read the crap that people write. I'm like, yo, okay, this is deep. And then I just scroll on. And I think that has preserved my peace. Yeah. Okay, I hear you. I hear you. Um, on, on the topic of going onto Facebook and fighting people, that was once upon a time the same case with me. I remember two years ago, I would literally just go ham. I would go crazy, especially oh, at men. I would go at men. I would charge at men like crazy. You know, you say something and it would be massive comments and then eventually i just realized that you know at the end of the day ah, man people don't think the same way so i'm just like okay okay the entire time um is there anyone who takes it personally at this point in time like all of you say okay with shireen she said she's really not bothered mongezi as well is there anyone who's still bothered at this time like when you get into those social media spaces you go at people and you just try to you know like throw in those comments that are really informative and just like trying to challenge the status quo in people's comment sections shimadi how are you navigating that space are you also not bothered or is there is it a different case well i'm not bothered because for me it's all about positive mindset so even if uh, there is negativity, I try to see the positivity in it. Like, why is this person actually saying what he or she's saying? And uh, yes, okay, probably as a kid, like when I was still a teenager, I would get pissed because <laughs> probably I, would, <laughs> I had this I-know-it-all mentality, you know? But as you grow, you know that uh, you learn. No one knows everything in life. No one knows everything. So with a positive attitude and a learning mindset, you're definitely going to have a winning mindset and inner peace, like Monges said. Let me interject maybe. Um, Obviously, even though I'm the host, I think maybe I can also speak to my own experiences (laughs) with social media. And one of the things that are affecting me is the fact that, you know, when you look at life beyond your own experiences and your own usage of social media, I always question the impact that social media has on young people. Um, especially when you look at an app like so, like Instagram or, you know, it's a lot of, it is based on vanity. And my question is always, well, what does this do to a young person who probably comes from a poor background or is always already at a state of, um, what, what can I put this? is already in a state where they are already going through a lot of mental challenges in their life, whether it's financial, uh, physical, and so forth. And then they are exposed to a space like social media. And for me, I always question like, you know, should social media change or should those kind of people not be on social media? 
Um, so yeah, that's my own experience with terms of social media. Like, should 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 young people or people who are not in the right space mentally be on social media, or should social media itself change to accommodate those kind of people? Um, I know Bali has network problems. Olile, uh, what do you think? Okay, my, my views on social media. Um, I think also just because because of my line of work, I'm one of those people who go onto social media to literally marvel um, at how far back we are as a nation. Like it scares me. Um, I think one of my biggest problems with social media is that the reason why, well, according to me, like my, my thoughts of the reason why people um, have so many mental health related issues um, that are sparked from social media is because social media has redefined what normal is. Social media has has redefined the new norm of what a person is supposed to be, where you're supposed to be at at a certain level or at a certain stage. And um, what people tend to forget is that these new definitions of what is normal and what and what and what um, people should should have accomplished at a certain time of their age are based on something that is not real. Like they're based on an idolized perception of what should be socially accepted more than the other. So I think for me, that's my biggest challenge with social media is that people are busy trying to define, trying to um, trying to judge how far they are from what they're supposed to be um, in life based on an idealized social um, constructs, which is not really based on reality, because all we see on social media is what people want us to see. Like, it's not it's not a true reflection of um, the true reality that people are going through in lives. And I think every single time when I go into social media, um, I, I, I'm just always so shook at like, oh my gosh, is this really how far? how far gone we've gone. Like, is, is this is this really the type of things that we're dealing with currently? Like, when, when are people going to realize... Hi, Ayanda. Um, when are I'm people so sorry for that. Busy, that we're busy trying to... Okay, should, should I mute? No, okay. no, go on, um, go on, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no problem. Um, so, so my thing is, um, when are people going to realize that we're busy trying to compare ourselves and we're busy trying to compare our lives to an idealized social standard that is not even based on reality. You know what I mean? And um, you can't even you can't even say that it doesn't affect you or it, or or, or um, there's there's not a point where it will affect you directly because people go through certain things and people go through different challenges in life. And if you're constantly being exposed to um, something that is completely different to what you're going through or what you identify with in life. Like, you can't help but, like, ponder. You can't help but think, Uti, oh, my gosh, like, what am I doing? Or, where, like, where am I going? Or what, what, what do people think about me and all of those things? So I think it's, 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 it's I, I'm liking the fact that it seems like most people in this community have sort of, like, detached their personal thoughts and their personal lives from social media. Um, but unfortunately, it's not a lot of people that can actually say that. Like, unfortunately, some people still get affected by um, trolls, still get affected by hate comments, still get affected by all of these different things. And my thing is, it is not a true reflection of what people are actually going through. It's not a true reflection of reality. Um, so what are we using to define our norms? Like, what are the standards that we're using to define our norms? And how are we protecting ourselves from that as well? Like, how are you protecting yourself from saying that, okay, this is Umbali's norm, which might not necessarily be my norm. So how do I then stay true to what is normal to me? How do I then stay true to what is acceptable and valuable to me as a person? Without infringing on, on on the other person, without stepping on people's toes, I think I've said I think I've said a lot. So I think I'll just hold it there. Um, okay, perfect. 
Uh, whilst Mbali is obviously trying to reconnect uh, because she has had some network issues. Matlati, um, you've obviously heard that, you know, some people are not affected by social media, uh, but then obviously the grander society obviously can be impacted by social media in the sense of how it's used and what they see on social media. Uh, but in your take, do you think social media is basically a space for validation or what is your view on social media and how it's used? Okay, so I think that everybody has a responsibility to turn whatever social media is it is for them. Define it for yourself and enjoy it for your own personal use. Some people, I, I worry about the younger generation that are pursuing to all be social media influencers because it looks so easy and it's a quick money-making scheme that everybody wants to be a part of. That's the only concern that I have because then I saw this one documentary that spoke about how they are giving social media influencers vouchers to go and have plastic surgery on themselves as young as 22 and 20 to go mess up their faces and then they just get to uh, tag the surgeon's name or the organization next to their, their, their procedure and they just go through the whole process and they'll just reference each other that I saw this influencer do it and she has so many people and she's now so much more confident. I saw this other person do it. So that's where for me, that's where the social media has its ills and has a problem because the younger generation just wants to shortcut everything. Another thing that I've also noticed is like I'd have a chat with my mom and she'd mention how our generation is just so obsessed with looking the part without actually being the part so we all want to look rich we all want to look like we can afford things but it really isn't that way but one thing i will say is a plus about social media which i use frequently is that for facebook i look for like very unique events that i could attend and then for instagram i research very unique places that i can go to and explore that i wouldn't have normally been able to be exposed to on a day-to-day -day basis so for me, it all depends as to how your maturity level with at that specific time and your attitude with how you receive it and how you accept it. Because at the end of the day, how we were younger and how we received social media when we were younger was so much more different to how we are now. And I can't really speak for that person who I was back then. But now that I have a little bit more knowledge about it and I can detach myself from it, it's a choice that I am actively making. And okay. everybody has a right of choice in my case. So, yeah. I, hope so. No, I, think I, agree with, I think I agree with that in the sense that everyone has a right of choice in how they use or social media and it's your responsibility, as you said. Um, Although I still feel that there is some kind of social pressure that young people will experience regardless of how you manage it yourself. Um, because obviously there's stuff like algorithms and so forth that can impact and affect your usage of social media. Um, Ayanda, you just joined us. Obviously, you know what we're discussing, talking about social media. Um, and maybe the question now is to ask you, what, what's your take on the filters? You know, the social medias are known for, you know, when people take pictures, people use filters to whether, I don't know if I can put it like this, change the way they look or come off looking, whether it's complexion, shape, what is your view on filters? And whether it's a good thing to use them or what, what is your take on filters? You already know how I feel about social media. <laughs> but um, in terms of filters specifically, you know, um, 
we'll talk about catfish. <laughs> you guys do understand, understand the concept of, of catfishing. So it happens uh, quite often. And I, I, I really just think it's, uh, you know, pressure, man, you know. Um, you know, um, maybe it, it might also come from, because like most, most of the times when people actually filter themselves and make themselves feel, you know, look lighter. So there might be a bit of colorism involved there, you know, from societal pressures and whatnot. And we, we really think that colorism is gone, but it's actually in full force. Because every time, uh, you know, somebody wants to make themselves, you know, every time somebody's using a filter, they want to make themselves lighter. You know, we must, we must you know, ask, ask ourselves, which, why is this always the case? Um, you know, people are just always talking about how they're proud of, of their dark skin, but doing the actual opposite. It doesn't make sense, understand? Because now, I mean, I'm dark, you, you won't see me filtering myself to look, make myself look lighter. You know, it doesn't make sense. But I, I, I think specifically when you're talking about filters, that's what I have an issue with, which is people always want to make themselves look lighter. And we might have a bigger problem than, than we think as a, as a society in general. But is that, is that all I have to answer to, or social media in general? No, I think for now, it, it's, it's, it's okay. okay. <laughs> uh, all right. I'm trying to get everyone into the gist of the conversation. Um, all right, 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 right. Okay. Yeah, that's me. That's my take. Okay. Baki, so you just joined sure. us. So maybe let me ask you, then we can also extend the discussion a bit further. I know Mbali still trying to connect herself, but she'll speak once she's connected. Um, so Pakiso, you've obviously heard what Ayanda has to say. What is your view on the usage of filters in terms of people on social media? Because I want to get everyone's view on you know, social media in a broad sense, because I hope everyone has a different dynamic for understanding when it comes to social media. Pakiso, what is your view on social media in terms of filters in particular? Oui. Um, thank you, Peter. Thank you for inviting me again, man. Um, yeah, man, I, I think people were using filters. I, I know sometimes I use filters because I want, um, you know, if there's like some greenery behind, I want it to be green, like lacquer green. But I've seen mostly with ladies, they will use filters to try and look a bit lighter. And I think this is something that was actually pushed by maybe the media, man, where Beyonce, because she's lighter, she'll be like the queen of the group type of thing. So people are always trying to appear a bit lighter than they are. Yeah, so yeah, that's my take on that. Okay, I hope you're not being chased by cops as you're speaking to us, because I hear an alarm in the back. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I, I, you, know, you know, when you speak about filters, and for me, I'm not even going to pretend, you know, I sometimes use them, and I, I don't even think it's subconsciously something I think of, you know, I want to look lighter, or I, it's, it's maybe just a thing of uh, trying to play around. It's like an artistic thing where you're just using filters and so forth, um, and just trying to portray yourself in a different way or accentuate certain features about yourself, which I, I don't think there's something wrong with it. Um, especially if you're not completely modifying yourself almost like on a Photoshop level, uh, but at, to each his own. Uh, Shireen, I know you raised your hand. Uh, do you want to add on the aspect of filters? Um, yes, I want to add a bit. Um, okay, with filters, right? What I have seen with filters 
it's not necessarily that people want to look lighter. Right? The filters that we all want to look good. And with most girls, we find that we have pimples on our faces. And sometimes we want to hide. It's an insecurity type of thing. We want to hide the pimples on the face. And the filters that will make you hide the, the pimples on the face are lighter, you know, and it ends up making it look like, you know, you just want to look lighter, you are not proud of your brown skin. And it's just unfortunate that the nice looking filters are light, that makes you look light, you know? Okay. <laughs> I think, and I think I'm agreeing in some degree that you know filters are not necessarily bad. Although I think to some degree we have to kind of question whether social social media filters do promote a sense of insecurity for some people or a facade for some people. Mongezi, I know you raised your hand, so uh, let me also add have you add on on this. Then you can also navigate to some other aspects because there's such things such as cancel culture, wokeness beauty and also when it comes to money because i think classism and beauty tend to be very focal in social media but more cases the flow is yours no thank you peter you know i think i think with filters i don't think that there's anything um philosophical or deep that we can expound upon when uh, uh, with the use of filters uh when someone takes a photo uh, they intend for the photo to look good and if there are features on the phone or on the app that can make the photo look better than it already looks, then it's just that. It's a feature that's meant to be used on the phone or on the app. So there's, there's, I don't think uh, it's as deep as we're trying to make it to be good now. You know, we're trying to look lighter because we're insecure. We're trying to hide pimples and uh, that, you know, um, lighter is better. I, I, I don't think there's any of that because you find uh, um, light and complexion people that use black and white filters, then what is the purpose there? So I don't think it's, it's, it has anything uh, to do with, with philosophy or someone not being comfortable in their own skin. It is just like you said, Peter, which sometimes it's, it's, it's connected to art. A person just wants to make the photo look good and it's just about the photo and not the person themselves. Thanks, Mongezi. Um, I know you raised your hand already, but you've spoken already. So are you trying to defend your earlier point? Or what is the case? Can you switch on your mic? No, I just want to add on to what I said earlier. So it's gotten so bad because I remember um, two days ago, I was with my brother. So I was just showing him a, you know, a Han on Instagram. I was asking him, hey, dog, what do you think of this Han? understand and he was saying um yeah she looks good on instagram but let's see her you know in person you know so for me that's how bad it's gotten now because now what you're seeing on insta isn't what you're going to see when it comes to face to face so it's kind of it's, it's a bit deceiving <laughs> but i understand what you guys are saying but mena did you guys watch a documentary on uh, Netflix? It's called Social Dilemma. You will see what I'm talking about, like social media, guys. I, I use it. I won't act like I'm uh, some, you know, Buddha or whatever. I, I use it all the time. I'm, I'm on Twitter every day. 
but guys, social media isn't entirely healthy for for us. That's yeah. That's all. I, that's all I have to say. Mobile, uh, you raised your hand. What's your take? Then maybe we can move on. Bali, I hope your mic okay. is working. Um, yeah, I think for me, uh, a lot of things just went through my mind. At, like to start with, I completely agree with the Mongays. I mean, at the end of the day, a filter is a photo enhancer. Um, so I think for me, it's literally just that how I choose to use my filters um, is how I choose to use them. How you perceive my choice of using the filters is no longer me, it's you. So if I'm saying that I'm going to use a particular filter to make my photo look a particular way, um, and that's, that, that's my honest stance on it, and that's my honest um, reason for using that filter, if you think that I am using that filter because I want to appear to not look like what I really appear as, then that's no longer on me, that's on you. Um, but I do agree, though, that we are facing a lot of issues on colorism and a lot of, a lot of issues on um, people are now being um, graded according to who's darker or who's lighter. Like, I know that I was reading a, um, I think it was, I'm not sure where I read this, I think it was on Instagram, but it was basically um, just a conversation between Beyonce's mom and Kelly. And she was saying that when she was younger, Kelly always used to not want to sit and sit in the sun because she'd always think she's going to be, she's going to be darker than what she really is. Um, So I'm not saying that we're not facing those issues, but I'm saying that um, at the end of the day, I I think let's not like, let's not like, group everyone like in the same type of thing like there are people who genuinely use filters um, and i'm one of those people who genuinely use filters because they want to enhance those photos but if you go but if you go through my instagram i have thousands of photos where i'm not using filters and i have a lot of photos where i am using filters as well it just literally just depends on what i want to portray on that day or how i want my photo to look like on that on that day and there are filters who also actually make you look darker than what you really than what you genuinely really are. Um, so I think at the end of the day, it, it, there, there is a huge element of what, I, of, what, of what a person chooses to appear like on that day, which is what social media is for. Um, I think that's why I said at the beginning that at the end of the day, people will portray what they want to what, what they want to portray on social media. And whether you decide to take that person or not is no longer an, on that person. Like that's now on you, like that's now your responsibility. Um, if I'm using a particular filter over another and you finding offense in that, then what is that telling you about yourself? Um, because then, then you are making the choice to now become affected by what I'm choosing to do on my own social media platform. So what is that reflecting to you about yourself based on what I'm choosing to do? So I think it's just that fine line that yes, there are issues we're facing and yes, there is a sense of responsibility and yes, there is a sense of, of, of personal choices and all of those things. So um, yeah, I think for me, it's just always just being mindful of that fine line between all of the different um, factors. That's a good point there. Um, I'm, Bali, I'm not sure if your microphone is working because I know you're disconnected. Uh, can you just try switching on your microphone? Okay, cool. Um, um, I think it's working. Okay, cool. it's, a bit, it's a bit strange, but yeah, let's just see as time goes on. Thank you so much, Nimobile. Um, I hear what you're saying. I don't have a problem with filters as well. I'm just really okay with it. I just feel like it's pretty much like makeup, you know? And some of us genuinely just like good looking pictures it's just for me it's not really a personal thing but then i do also hear what you're saying because some people really just um use it as a, 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 i won't say like 
they feel really unhappy with how they look and they feel that they feel better with filters on and it's really just sometimes a really uh, a strong self-esteem issue but then it's really not a problem on my side so i'm going to ask people who haven't spoken um so you know like um some people are really okay with with being private about their lives and then there's some people who feel that they don't want their relationships on social media and some other aspects of their lives that are, are really just personal you know on social media what's your take on that how do you how do you feel about about privacy and all of that on social media where do you draw the line well with me i'm very much open when it comes to family and i don't but i'm very picky when it comes to work and relationships because i also realized that you know what we as much as much as we can share a lot of information about ourselves but nobody has the responsibility to like treat that information with respect and take that information and receive it the way you want it to be received. So after I came to that realization, I'm very much conscious and I ensure that I keep it PG-13 where it will not bite me, it will not turn into something that is not in a couple of years or anything like that. So that's how, that's my take on privacy. And then Ayanda, where do you draw the line? Like what do you post and where do you feel when it comes to relationships and your family life and what is considered your private life? Do you, are you okay with, with those kind of things being on social media or how do you navigate that kind of space? Um, when it comes to socials, I really, you know, uh, post about anything personal, you know, um, it's just jokes here and there. Um, I don't, I don't know why, but I wouldn't say, Witty, I've got a problem with posting about relationships or family, but I just, I just don't do it. But I don't, at the same time, I don't have a problem with it, but I just don't do it. You know, I just, you know, post random like jokes here and there. Yeah. I don't know if that answers your question. It does. It really does. And then okay. packs, right. packs, or is it packs? Or <laughs> and yeah. what's your thing? Have you posted like relationships and you know? Because I know some people, their main reason for not posting relationships, it's always like, what if it doesn't work out? Yeah. You know. But have you ever? You know, it's just mainly, what if it doesn't work out? Have you actually <laughs> posted your private life like that? No. So I think if, if you were to go to my Instagram, you'll see it's just me. And someone would probably think this guy is full of himself. I just post myself, no family whatsoever. And then I'll post friends because, you know, we're out partying somewhere and then ah, snap one picture and post it. That I'll do. But my family, nah, not at all. Not, I don't even have one picture of my mother. And she's cute. She's, she, she's a very beautiful woman. But... <laughs> Yeah, I just keep it private. Well, are you still there? Okay. Sure. Uh, I think she's probably struggling to connect. Uh, but, you know, we've spoken about, you know, mostly I don't know why we have heavily focused on Instagram because I assume that's the most used platform. But maybe my question then lies maybe because it's obviously you have platforms like Facebook and Twitter where people share their views, political, social preferences, and so forth. 
And there's a term of, you know, we speak about freedom of expression. And I always wonder, should there be a cap in terms of what we can express on social media? And I, I, I remember we spoke about one of these kind of questions was asked about uh, in our previous discussions. And in the sense of where if I am, let's say, my views on, let's say, women are very toxic, but social media is my platform to express whatever I want. Should there be a cap in terms of freedom of expression on social media? Or let's say if I'm racist or, you know, or if I have an issue with fat people who are fat or, you know, or I have issues with people who are light skinned or whatever the case is, or I am an ANC supporter despite all issues that are going on in the government, you know, is, is there a cap in terms of freedom of expression considering that you can trigger other people? Or, or is that a case of, you know, everyone should just use social media as, as, they, as they wish or as it comes? Uh, Chili, why don't you, why don't you take, take, give us your view on this? Hello? Yeah, we can, we can hear you. Oh, okay. Well, like I said uh, earlier on, I think it's all about inner peace because if we're actually saying that there must be a, a police for that, for that, then actually it's going to be a problem because first of all, social media is about getting together and uh, learning different views, right, from people. So if you are actually touched by what people are saying, then you are not ready for social media because definitely there will be people who will be negative and it's up to you if you are strong enough. You know. That's why when uh, what Facebook, I think, started years back, uh, families like kids, parents were not comfortable with uh, minors using Facebook because they knew uh, the impact that it has. So it's all about inner peace at the end of the day. That's my take. Matlasi and Ayanda raised their hands. Um, so obviously, I want to find out from your from your take. You know, freedom of expression, social media. What does that mean for you guys? I let's start okay. with Ayanda then Matlasi. Um, I'll just uh, just to to you know oppose uh, Chamadi Chamadi. Sorry. <laughs> Chamadi, yeah? Okay. Anyway, just to oppose uh, Chamadi a bit now, although we have freedom of, of expression, I think we as individuals, when it comes to personal issues, have a, res a responsibility to, to be nice to the next person because now, if uh, a, fem a honey posts a pic and I think she's fat, I, sh I shouldn't now say lose weight as a comment. <laughs> Just imagine if everybody did that. So a honey posts a pic and then I, I, I comment, lose weight, understand? So we've got that responsibility as well as individuals, which you know, guys, you know, just be human about it. You know, you don't have to be like, um, you know, an a-hole about certain things. But when it comes to freedom of expression, it, it, it gets a bit different now because now uh, it depends on like I remember, like in Zim, there was an issue with uh, uh, was it a, a month or two ago, where, where journalists were, were being jailed 
for you know voicing their concerns over how the government is run understand so that's quite a big issue as well if you look at the difference between south africa and zim we are free to comment on 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 political issues you know and it's not a problem but now in zim if you comment you know anything or, or maybe say anything negative about the government you know two or three days later you, you'll see cops at the door and so it really depends on, on what country you're from um you know in terms of sa yeah i want to sing no in terms of that because I, I i comment on on you know uh, you know political issues all the time and I'm ne- i've never had problems with uh you know with you know people basically so th- that's my you know take on uh the personal side of social media and then the the more general side of social media which we should be allowed to comment on 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 whatever issues we are facing um you know as a society right cool matlati what is your take i know you raised your hand earlier Yes, so I just wanted to bring a point like, okay, so recently I've been so obsessed with watching um, CNN and all the news coverage about um, elections and all of that and how Trump uses social media and spews his um, propaganda and fake news. And as a result of the freedom of expression, people have justified why they are pushing white supremacy and trying to rise up the KKK as a result of freedom of expression so there are hectic and detrimental results and consequences of freedom of expression to the point where people don't even listen to factual news anymore they would rather just take a section of the news that comes across as a nice story and just fabricate it and share the side that they want to share so freedom of expression it's a personal responsibility everybody has by themselves to ensure that it does not impact the next person negatively and does not now create a negative society group that is against humanity and what we all wake up and live for which is just peace and tranquility and just being able to get along with the next person so in my view freedom of expression can really go really left very quickly if it's done by the wrong people for too long and long enough that nobody has a voice or an opinion of fact checking and ensuring that is this true or not so yeah that's my take on it okay uh buddy oh. <laughs> i just hope it works this time around yeah but i hear what uh matlax is saying as well because i mean like also with rights there we have like serious responsibilities because you can't just go around spewing hate speech and everything and i think also that's why i'm um, so much of these platforms have community standards you know like where you get banned if you say something like that or can report a comment or everything so i think we're also very responsible for how we um put ourselves out there for others as well so i also want to hear from is it pax or pax pax i think it's pax but anyways um do you ever feel like uh intimidated or you do you sometimes feel like you want to 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 say something on social media but then you are really too afraid to to express those views like you feel uh afraid or intimidated or you feel like there's just like a block you know just that kind of block how do you how do you feel about that that kind of space like does that ever happen to you 
that yeah. you feel that you want to really say something, but then you just don't say it. Yeah. So yeah, th- thank you, Mbali. Oh, and also it's Pax or Pax, whichever one you like. So, but they call me Pax here. So, uh, I work for an investment company, and they have a social media policy type of situation. So, um, yeah, uh, I wouldn't say anything that would harm anyone online. But also, I do sometimes want to comment on. Uh, political issues like you know to say i don't like a certain leader based on this and this and do a whole analysis and i'm like huh in the future this might come back to bite me because they'll say hey remember you said you don't like him so how are we going to give you the job now you, you said you don't like us so you are a hypocrite so based on that i think that that's what i'm afraid of actually and also i don't do twitter at all i have an account but it's like literally a graveyard it's just chilling there um i never post anything there i just literally go to check if there's anything hot uh because people are brutal on on these twitter feeds and also some people give advice some people say wrong things and then the next thing they lose their jobs so yeah so i think it has to do with that responsibility part of it you have the freedom of speech or you have all these freedoms but you must be responsible in a way yeah, I think that's my take. Yeah. All right. Thank you so much, Pax. And I see Mobile raised her hand. Um, thank you so much for that. Hey, I don't know. Hey, like, probably I'm going to play the devil's advocates a little bit. Um, but let me explain to you guys why. Like, I, I, I completely agree with the fact that with every rights comes a responsibility. And with the fact that, you know, like, I feel like there is there's just that global um, human value system that is just unspoken about. So that I feel like a lot of people will know and would understand um, just things that, just like things like you can't just comment on somebody's this just because you feel like, you know, I feel like there's just that global um, value standard and system, um, you know, the one that respects everyone and that respects everyone for their response, for their differences and all of those things. But I think also um, the other side of it is that at the end of the day, um, freedom of expression is, is, is one of the basic human rights of South Africa, you know, and, and, and when, and I'm, I'm, I'm not sure how the Bill of Rights states it, or if, if they put any terms and conditions to it, um, but I've never heard of it saying that everybody has a freedom of expression, a freedom of expression, however, you know, these are the terms and conditions to it, you know, and, 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 and also, um, it, I feel like it's very different with the social media because it's each personal person who makes the choice to put their life on social media. It's your name. Um, it's, it's, it's your family. It's, it's however you choose to portray it. So it's your voice. Like nobody can really um, say how you should or shouldn't use your voice. However, um, there's just, it always just goes back to just that basic thing of Uti, um, 
you would trust that the other person will be mature enough or will, will, will have some sense of that grounding um, in that global um, sort of human standard of living to say, it's okay, there are some things that you can and there's some things that you just can't say. Um, but it's not everybody that's like that. Like some people literally go on social media and they will say what they want to say. And if you have a problem with that, they will tell you to block them. And they, to, to some extent, like they are, right? Like it's their social media, it's their data, it's how they um, choose to use it. So my thing is that I feel like it's, I feel like it's so important, Ubuti, um, instead of not, not, not only just not only just um, preaching the whole thing of Wuti, there's just that whole global thing of you need to respect people and the differences on, on, on whatever the case is, but you also need to give people like, like the tools or like, or like sort of like advocate for, for how um, at the end of the day, like you as a person as well should be able to protect yourself from how, from other people's views and from other people's opinions. Because sometimes you find that you have a, a, a disagreement, which has happened to me numerous number, uh, a number of times where I have a disagreement with someone on, on, on Twitter or um, on Instagram, wherever. And then when I'm back in my personal space, that person is no longer there. Now I'm being affected um, by how, but, 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 but the, by the argument that I had with this person, you know what I'm trying to say? And so I had to get to a point where I have to like, sort of like teach myself that no like when you're on social media that person has the right to say the stuff that they want to say just like how i also feel like i have a right um to stick to this opinion or or, or, or to vouch um for this for this particular thing like it's just it just sucks that i feel like that i may feel like the other person doesn't abide by the global human standard of respect and acceptance and all of those things but like um I'm not, it's now my responsibility to sort of like find a way as to like, how do I then protect myself from those things? Or how do I then not let social media now come into my personal life or how, how I view myself and of how I view the world around me and stuff like that? Because it's not everybody, well, it's not, it's not everywhere where you'll find that people are actually like approaching, approaching social media with respect and like with kindness and human dignity and then all of those things. Like there are bad people out there and like there's nothing that we can do about it. We just need to learn how to protect ourselves from that and like hopefully like impart all of those things onto the younger generation as well. Because I feel like they're most at risk because I think they're getting more exposed to social media at a much younger age and social media is what it is now. Whereas like in our ages, like social media is just about posting pictures and liking or not liking, like you know, it was I feel like it was more simpler, it was more like it was more basic. It's not as hectic and as intense and as influential as it is now. So you can't really avoid people saying bad things. Like rather let's let's try and just help people deal with that. Or let's try and advocate for people always, um, you know, um, always going back and like still being true to what to to what affects you and what does what doesn't affect you when you're outside of social media. I think. You actually said everything because I mean, like at the end of the day, right? It's in any space, man. Like you just need to conduct yourself with respect for yourself and with respect for others. But like you said, the reality is that not everyone has that kind of respect for themselves or that kind of respect for other people as well. Because I know I sometimes also struggle. You know, sometimes I really want to to say something really bad because of someone else's comment on someone else's post. You know, like I think it was Ayano was it was Mondays who said like you can't just go there and say to someone you're fat or you know just be rude there and 
for me is really a trigger because I can't I can't just go past it sometimes. I just feel like this person, if I don't call them out right now, this is going to be a culture. So this person just goes around saying that we'd rather just finish it right there and fight or have an argument, hopefully do better, you know, because it's really rude in these streets because I sometimes even take a break. I'm like, yo, I don't even have Twitter for those kind of vibes because your Twitter is just too hectic. People just are ruthless there. And I'm just like, this is not the kind of space I want to exist in, you know, because it's really too toxic for me. So um, Mongezi and Shireen, I would like you to, I don't know if you, you saw this uh, recently, there was Pearl Tusi and Kaimbao. They had uh, a, a, a show, right? So they, it was a really felt like Pearl was centering herself and Kangi was telling her about colorism, that it's real and everything. And Pearl Tusi lost her hat and went on about how she works hard and blah, blah, blah. And it was really just uh, a crazy thing. So on colorism, what does it mean to you, Shireen, first? And then after that, Mongezi, please jump in. Shireen, are you there? Probably start with Mongezi better, just since probably Shireen is probably having that issue. Mongezi, what is your what is your view on colorism? And probably better, have you ever experienced colorism? In your view, uh, I'd be I'd be I'd be honestly uh, I I I'd be lying if I I, I said I'd experienced colorism too the extent at which it is being discussed these days. I think my encounter with colorism was in my very younger years and really was uh, nothing hectic. It was just banter when, you know, they would call me Nyamani and, you know, assess and all those things. And uh, I think by and large, those things really dealt with my, with my confidence as a young man and uh but then as 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 i grew older i i i realized what you know man there's there's absolutely nothing that i can do with my complexion i i can't stay indoors and hope for the best i i i i am like this and and i can't help it but that is just now the surface level for some context the level at which it is being discussed now uh i think it is it is it is escalated to a point that is even now uh, way beyond um, confidence and how color um, impacts on a person's confidence. Now it tinkers on people's livelihoods because now uh, for people for uh, for people in, in, in media, for instance, uh, there's a premonition that people who are fairer in complexion are likely to get uh, better opportunities than people who are, you know, relatively darker in complexion. And uh, for, it is for those reasons that I think uh, why you mentioned Ukanyimbao and, um, and this other lady who, Pearl Tusi, because those ladies have really been um, center of uh, a lot of debates in South Africa uh, from, um, 
women particularly who feel that you know uh they're not comfortable in their own skin and 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 all of that but then um the few times that i've listened to ukanyimbao her reasons for what she did with her skin have nothing to do with her confidence and um things of that nature she simply says would she just wanted to look better she thought would if she did that to herself she would look better for the same reasons why people apply makeup and and and, and all of that but then she did not have anything uh it did not have to do with with her not being proud of her blackness and 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 things like that yeah Right. Thank you. Thank you so much, Mugezi. I hear you. And is Shireen back? Shireen here. Yeah. Uh, she's probably just struggling with network. Uh, yeah, maybe just try someone else. Masati. <laughs> yeah. Okay, go. Okay, so I think colorism is when, from my from my experience, is when you go to like um general function and you see how the light skin girl gets like all the attention even if she isn't her features are not well placed and making her attractive but just because she's light then people melt and don't know what to do with themselves and that's when i would oh okay it's because i'm brown <laughs> probably but then besides that it wouldn't really bother me or affect me in any way just okay she's the hot thing for now it's fine or whatever the case is it's yeah it wouldn't really affect me I just chip in as well because you know we're speaking about colorism and something crossed my mind about the fact that you know it seems like when it comes to skin tone it it tends to also lean into things such as masculinity and femininity you know they say someone the, the lighter someone is the more feminine they are or the darker they are the more masculine they are you know they'll say like amber in the in the last season's discussion we're talking about uh preferences and people are talking about tall dark and handsome and you know there was a very association with that kind of phrase with masculine men compared to a light skinned guy and that was very shocking you know but I, i think you know these kind of issues and they have to be discussed in sense of when we speak about skin tone what does that mean to us you know why are our preferences the way we they are why do we lean to one preference over another when it comes to skin tone uh but yeah mbali you can step yeah i also know that i'm very i'm very guilty of Uh, of that you know because I, i i i hate to say it but i also i don't know it's like a it's it's a it's an automatic thing for me to to see um darker men as more masculine i'm very guilty of that myself because i even went through a phase once upon a time where i really made an oath i was like i'll never in my life date a light-skinned guy ever because i just really uh or someone who is lighter than me you know but eventually like over time uh, i just became okay with it i think it comes with unlearning but i know i've also been guilty of that i see i underrated his hand yeah uh, if i can just chip in a bit um maybe i'll just start uh by talking about not necessarily like colorism but just like uh, i i remember i had a discussion with a friend yesterday over to you know in in terms of like especially when it comes to 
to women, life gets easier when you look better. And that's the truth. Because, like, I was just, you know, if you look better, um, uh, what can I say? Okay, I was just making an, 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 yeah, no, no, it's all actually like, okay, okay, this is what I think. Okay, maybe I'm wrong, maybe I'm right. I don't know. But like when I was in university, um, you know, we just analyzed something with a group of friends and we looked at, so we, we had like three different campuses. We had the science campus, we had the commerce campus, and then we had the main campus. And then women from the commerce campus, you know, largely, you know, looked better than women from the science campus. Um, I'm not sure what caused, what caused it, but Mina, I think that women, it's quite controversial, but this is what I think. You guys can crucify me for this. But I, I think that low-key, women, <laughs> um, okay, who, who may be deemed by society that they're not beautiful, will work harder than women who are deemed to be beautiful. That's what I think. I understand. So, because they know, you know, um, if you're beautiful, it's, it's easier for you to get a, uh, okay, it's, it's going to sound like I'm being sexist as well, but I'm not. As, as, if you're beautiful, it's going to be easier for you to get a man who, you know, who's got, you know, money, who can take care of you. And, you know, um, there's a higher chance which favor is going to be done for you because of the way you look. That's the truth. And then if you're not so beautiful, you're going to have to earn, you know, whatever, you know, you, you're going to have to work hard to earn a seat at the table. That's what I think. So when it comes to colorism as well, I, I think it's almost like that as well. But see, you know, society generally tends to be do you more favors if you're lighter, especially when it comes to women, understand? I'm not too sure about, you know, us guys, which um, I, I think for us guys, it tends to favor more the, especially now, which it favors more, which is the dark skinner guys. I don't, I don't know. But there definitely is um, a very big issue with colorism, guys. We can't, we can't take it lightly. Ecorna, it exists. We, 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 we can't run away from it. So uh, I don't know if I said everything I wanted to say, but yeah, I, I, that's my take on it. Quite controversial, but that's what I think. Thank you. Thank you, Ayanda. And I'm not even going to lie to you. What you're saying is actually very true because I once had a friend in UJ and we were talking about that and he told me that um, I sometimes have pretty girl privilege. At first, I didn't understand until I had other female friends on campus who looked a bit different and a bit darker than me, you know. So for me, I actually realized that even guys, they do things easier for you. I just come there and I just like flick my eyes and then it's like, okay, yeah, cool. You know, it's fine. It is the truth though. It is really true because sometimes I know on many occasions, had I been darker, just slightly darker, then it wouldn't have been the same. And I know that some of my friends have struggles that I don't have just because they are slightly darker than I am. And you don't, you, don't, you don't have to be crucified because it is the truth. And just because some people don't want to take it in or feel that it's a personal attack or feel offended does not change that. It actually is true. And like, um, I think it was Matthew who said that even in clubs, we see this as girls. Sometimes it's not that 
the features of that girl are really like prominent or really that's fantastic but then just because that person is slightly lighter or a very light-skinned girl then everything is just like shifted towards that girl it is the truth i saw um, oh shireen is back and my i think it's my who raised her hand yes sir yes i raised my hand i wanted to also add on both your points that i think you can get away with looking being the hot one in the group, in the club setting or in a social setting, but the workplace is not forgiving. The workplace, they will screw you, they will eat you up, they will go out of their way to prove that you don't know anything. And those moments are far more, are far more painful than getting that five minutes of recognition in the club. So at the end of the day, <laughs> you just need to choose a struggle. Is it really worth it to just dumb yourself down and fulfill the expectations of that you're, you're, yes, you're pretty, but you're not that smart? It's a, yeah, that's just one choice that anybody has to make who is considered slightly more attractive than the other, in my opinion. Thank you so much. That is very true as well. And um, Shireen is back. So Shireen, now that you are back, we are talking about colorism and our experiences around that. And is it a problem? Like, what does it mean to you? Hello, hello, I'm back. Um, I struggled a bit with, with that because I was a bit darker growing up and my siblings and cousins were a bit lighter. And it was not helpful for me because I grew up in Nipopo, right? It's very hot and I, I was a very active child. So you are just playing in the sun all the time and obviously you're going to get darker because you're playing in the sun. So that was quite hectic growing up and when I got to high school I was a late bloomer and the fact that I'm also a bit dark didn't help me because now guys are looking at the lighter girls and here you are and now you're a late bloomer and you're dark no guy is somewhat interested in you so it somewhat crushes your self-esteem because now you're asking yourself well, what's wrong with me that people don't actually look at me, right? And then growing up, you just realize that it's a preference, but so much this preference is a social pressure, you know? And I just, I don't know. I, I learned it, I grew it, I don't know. I don't know how it actually didn't bother me that much anymore that I'm a bit darker and guys look at light-skinned girls more or uh, more interested in lighter skin girls. So I don't, uh, it's not much of a big deal for me now. Maybe it's because I've become used to it or it's become a norm of some sort. I don't know. It's just, it's just not that much of a big deal to me anymore. Thank you so much, Shireen. I hear what you're saying. So I think also, you were, or rather like you got to a point where your self-esteem was really just very stabilized and you're just really okay, or rather very loving to yourself and you're okay, you know, you're just okay. I see Mongi's also raised his hand. Would you like to say something? Oh, yes. No, uh, uh, 
I, I, I think I just learned something now uh, when, when, when uh, the, the other leaders spoke and really contextualized this issue of colorism because when, to be quite honest, when, when the question was, was posed, I really did not have an input and I, 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 I just uh, spoke a whole lot of fluff. So now I think uh, there's a whole lot of context to the issue and uh, I appreciate the perspective that you guys have given. I've, I've really just learned right now. It's all I wanted to say. Okay, thank you so much. I just want to go back to to Shireen because this brings me to my next question. Was there ever a point like where you felt that you wanted to be lighter? Um, no. Um, I grew up. Okay, my dad is a bit dark, right? So he, I think he, because growing up, I used to say my dad. So I think he noticed how I am not hanging around my friends my life to friends often as I used to. So we spoke about it. So I didn't have, there wasn't a time where I wanted to be lighter. I had a person to talk to about the whole issue and the person to guide me through it. And yeah. All right. So basically like your family had a, a hand in your self-confidence and hence you actually just felt okay with you being yourself the whole time. And I saw that Shimadi also raised his hand. Come through. Yeah. I want to add on to something like, should we hold uh, the media accountable for, for that? Because uh, with the question you said, uh, what, Kangimbao was having a fight with uh, Pearl Tusi, right? It wasn't a that fight, was it was, uh, oh, oh, no, it wasn't a fight, it was uh, a show. It no, was no, like, yeah, I get that. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, with colorism, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. But look look at it in this way. The mere fact that Kanye Mbau herself now is uh, portraying herself lighter. So what I'm saying is, do we say that media is held accountable for that? For colorism, promoting it? Because we know that growing up, media has always been powerful, a powerful tool. So if they show us that and we are aware of it, are we saying now that we are not actually comfortable with how we were feeling or looking? That's what I want to say. I hear you. I hear you. And I think the person who's going to answer you is Ngobile. <laughs> oh, wow. What an ambush. <laughs> I don't know, man. Um, I think, I think, at the end of the day, media is made up of people. So media is, is basically a tool that is used to accentuate um, or to highlight people's views. So I think let's, let's, let's blame the people. Like, you know, um, the journalists work with what us as a society or, what, or with what us as a nation um, are gearing towards, what we feel strongly about. I mean, there's no journalist that will speak about something that, that is just completely irrelevant um, to what the mass 
um, to, or to what most people um, agree with or, what, or towards what most people are saying. Um, so I think, I, think, I think let's blame us, like let's blame our societies because it is an issue, guys. Like I'm not even going to lie to you. Like it's so much of an issue that you even find someone say, oh, yes, you're not bad looking for a dark skin girl. Or like, is she, she light skin, but yes, when you look at her properly, you actually find that no, like she's not really, really that pretty. It's just that she's light skin. So I understand. So like it's, it's, it's an issue, like it's an issue and we cannot run away from that. But I think um, I, I'm not necessarily going to say let's blame the media as the media houses as to what they choose um, to feed the people because at the end of the day, Nabo is their nine to five. Let's blame us as to what we give them to give back to us. And um, let's manipulate that system again, get to bring up our social change. So if we're saying that we are sick and tired of hearing um, the media speak about colorism and all of those things, then, then let's stop giving them things to speak about. Um, regarding colorism other than the fact that it's real and it's affecting us and it's affecting our mental health. Like, I feel like let's use um, these systems and these platforms um, to advocate for healthier things or for healthier discourse and to change the narrative um, towards things that we feel like are hurting us and towards things that we feel like are affecting our, our, our mental health. They're not just with colorism, but like throughout, like with everything, with mental health, with, with men's mental health, with gender-based violence, like with everything. If we, if we are saying that these people are, are feeding us what we are giving them, if we're saying that um, the relationship between us and the media, media being TV, radio, social media, and all of those things, if we're saying that our relationship with those platforms is that we give them something to speak about and they just enheighten that to the larger masses, then let us now change the narrative or let us now use that system to work in our favor. Because at the end of the day, we cannot constantly be speaking about the same issues now and our children also be speaking about these same issues. Gandhi, then what, then what are we doing? Like, you know, like what, like, what are we doing to impact um, the society? What are we doing to change? Are we just going to meet up here and just speak about these things every Saturday and then go back to our lives? And I go back to work and the minute I work into a new workplace, I'm being told, yes, you're not bad looking for, for a dark skinned girl type of vibe. Like, what are we going to do about it? You know what I'm trying to say? Um, so yeah, that's my two cents. Thank you so much, Mubila. So basically what she's saying is that, yeah, we should extend ourselves like beyond these conversations because there's no point in us like having conversations and not not being progressive and actually putting them to action i saw that uh shireen and ayanda raised their hand i'm going to first take ayanda um can you guys hear me um but i just want to comment on probably go back to the filter thing and and, 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 and just, you know, integrate it with the current topic. Um, I think uh, who raised the point OT media is, okay, let me, let me just have a go at it. Like, okay, let's remember that social me media, okay, Instagram is a company that's in it for the profits, just like any other company, right? So it pays them more if you stay uh, on your platform for longer, understand? So, for example, if I know that uh, whenever I post a pic on Insta, uh, I get, you know, many likes, I'm going to be on Insta, you know, for a much longer time than the next person. So, for me, 
I'll, I'll really will go back to the, to the filter thing and say that people will like a pick uh, if a person is lighter or if a person looks more beautiful. So I'll go ahead and say, you know, I think that people, you know, in the social media houses will basically design their filters uh, I want to get more likes from, 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 from those pictures of the post. So I'll go ahead and say, Uti, filters, um, in terms of filters that make people light, lighter, have been designed deliberately to garner for more likes. Understand? So I, I don't know if you guys get what I'm saying, Uti. It's, it's in social... You know, it's in social media's best, best interest which uh, people, you know, get more likes and, you know, stay on social media platforms for, long, for a longer period of time. I, I, I don't know if you guys, um, you know, get what I'm saying. Yeah, I, th- I think we get what you're saying. Uh, you know, it, I, I, I do de- tend to differ in terms of filters and their deliberate use to garner more likes. Uh, I think it's just a case of accentuating beauty and the fact that, um, social media, just of the mere fact, like you said, um, it garners off profit. It's it's a private co- it's a p- company in a sense, and it has to make its turnover. And obviously, selling beauty, selling sex, is an easy commodity to sell uh, to people. So I think that's obviously uh, a thing that we have to be cautious of. Uh, but I think for the sake of time, I think we can just move to the very last, because I don't want to spend too much time, and maybe everyone can keep the answers brief. Um, I know Matlasi has raised a hand, but maybe we can get back to you once we've asked this last question. So we've spoken about, you know, social media, we've spoken about classism um, and, I mean, colorism. And, you know, now I want to speak about the issue of classism very briefly. Um, And maybe it's it's my own bias and my own views in the sense that when you see on social media the way things are shown, you know, there's there's a lot of attachment with wealth and accumulation of material goods. And in a country like South Africa, you know, you see when you go to, let's say, Instagram, you know, you go to Explore page or even some of your own people that you're following. Um, there's a lot of accentuation about what people have in terms of the lifestyle they live, whether it's, you know, eating was this seafood on, on a regular Tuesday whilst you have pap and you know, amasi for, for, for dinner. And, you know, the different variations of lifestyles that you see in South Africa. And, you know, the question comes in to say that, you know, is our, is our way of how we perceive money and, you know, the lifestyles we live a negative co- context in terms of how we ex- express ourselves. So, for example, if let's say someone, even outside of social media, if it's in real life, someone buys a car, they need to show it off or, you know, you, you're in a vacation in Bali and now you need to show it off that, you know, look at me. Is, is, this, is this a really negative thing that society needs to change? Or is this just part of, you know, hey, if you got it, you got it. If you don't, you know, howdy. Uh, so I want to see why everyone gauges on this. Uh, let's try to keep it brief for the sake of time. Um, but let me start with maybe Shireen and Maklati. So let me start with Maklati. What is your take on, you know, we've spoken about, you know, beauty and the context where it's colorism. I mean, even Ayanda brought in the aspect of, you know, people who may be fat, you know, fat shaming, something that obviously is shown. But when it comes to money, you know, 
especially, you know, you see Forex traders on social medias blowing money or accentuating certain lifestyle, influencers showing a certain lifestyle. What is your take on, are, we, are people wrong for presenting the lifestyle, whether they've earned it or not, are they wrong for showing such a lifestyle, even in real life, in your view? Well, in my opinion, I don't think that it is wrong. I think it actually is a great tool to show us that, you know what, you can actually have a champagne lifestyle on a budget and things are not as expensive as we think that it is. I think growing up, our parents would stress about going out and how expensive it is. And now that I'm actually doing it, I'm like, wow, there's a restaurant or Michelin star restaurant that has a month special where they are selling food for 250 for three course dinner or lunch as opposed to 1,005. I can do it too. So it's only through social media do I realize that I can. But then without it, I am going to live in my fear and live in my bubble and be afraid of my own shell and getting out of my own shell and trying new things. That's my take on it. So they must continue because they're teaching us nice things. Okay. Shireen, what is your take? Um, should there be a continuation of how we present lifestyle or materialism, kept classism? What is your take on this? Um, firstly, before I answer you directly, um, people show us what they want us to see. You know, we all want to be perceived as I've made it in life. Um, I'm living the good life. And unfortunately, showing what you do with your money, whether you earned it or not, um, is somewhat proof of whether you've made it in life. You know, Mama, I made it. So I think. It's quite entertaining. I think they should continue. It's quite entertaining. And somewhat it's motivation, especially if you knew the person personally, that, yo, this person has actually done something with their lives, you know? So that's my opinion. Okay. Mobilia, I know you raised your hand. Uh, what's your take on this? I mean, recently social media was up at a buzz about, what's this guy's name? Is it Edwin Sodi? Um, about you know his corruption and you know those lifestyles people were living. Um, what is your take on this projection of lifestyle? Hi guys, like obviously, I honestly believe that black people need to be exposed to luxury, and I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think the reason why um, white kids or like white people get there quicker is because they're exposed to these things at a younger age. So, like they 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 their level of expire of aspiring is higher than that of a black child. So, um, we need to make it normal for a black child to live a luxurious life. I don't agree with doing it fraudulently. I don't agree with the fact that if you feel like you're earning ten rand, then now you must step on someone who's earning one rand and like all of those things. But I'm all for luxury. I advocate for luxury. A black child needs to know that these things are accessible and that we can definitely be able to tap into that lifestyle. Um, yeah. <laughs> okay, so what is your take? Yo, so yeah, I think if, if you've earned the money, you can spend it however you like. If you want to show people what you're earning, then do it, bro. Uh, just don't, uh, I guess, don't look down upon you know the others man the ones who are not so fortunate as you are but i think yeah it's very it's very motivating for me to see the people i studied with uh, making it in life it pushes it pushes you as a person but it can also hoy others into 
serious depression because now they start comparing themselves um, to others. And yeah, that can be a problem. But man, if you've earned the money, do whatever. I mean, I'm flying all over the place because I've earned it. So let's do that. If you earn it, do it. Okay. Um, personally, I, I'm going to keep it brief. I personally, I don't know. You know, when you post a picture or certain, let's say you at a restaurant and, you know, I, I have the urge where I want to share a picture. Like, look at me, I'm eating, I don't know, this plate at such, such restaurant that food costs 300 bucks for a plate. And then, you know, I'm like, but why am I showing this? Or why do I see the need to tell people what I'm doing? Uh, but, you know, maybe some people see it as motivation. Some people don't. I, I, maybe it's just my own sense of, okay, but what, what, do I, what do I hope to achieve with this? But I think, you know, to each his own. And I think as long as you do it for the right reasons. Mongez, you, what is, I see you raised your hand. Is it to the question or what's your take? Uh, it's, 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 it's related to the question. I don't think that anyone should have a reason for showing or displaying their wealth or riches. As, as, as a black people, we've, we've, we've always been an, an, an opulent and flashy people from the way that we wear our beads from the way that people display their cattle and it, it, and it, it is understood to be a sign of wealth. I mean, it's understood in a society would you know this place, uh, our, our mothers, um, with the little that they had, they, their flexing was, you know, having a nice dinner set. When guests come over, they, they whip out that dinner set and they pour tea in those fancy cups. The changing of curtains, the, the buying of Tupperware, that is all just opulence. Just it's not at a degree that we've come to be exposed to on social media. So uh, black people and white people are the same. We all display wealth and we all uh, um, um, flesh our wealth. It's just on different levels and uh, uh, um, in different fashions. I always hear people saying, you know what? In a photo of Bill Gates and Richard Branson, you won't see, uh, you know, a Gucci belt uh, uh, and, a, and, a, and, a, and a Versace shirt. That is, that is just shallow reasoning because uh, you do not know what those people's hobbies are. I mean, for, for instance, perhaps Richard Branson owns uh, a flipping ocean, for crying out loud, and he likes to go jet skiing on that ocean, and that is his hobby. So if, and, 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 and that's how he spends his money. You understand? So if me as a Mongezi, I want to buy a bottle today and, you know, enjoy that bottle and take a photo of that bottle, that is how I want to enjoy the little that I have. The only difference between me and Richard is very big, but then for purpose of this discussion, the only difference between me and Richard is that Richard will not post it and I will post it, but then me and him would have done something opulent for the day. Good point, good point. Uh, I can't argue that one. Um, Buddy, what is your take? I mean, uh, obviously, we've spoken about opulence and the fact that, you know, when you when you post certain content, um, it obviously, it's a case of where we've always done this, it's just that social media is now around. What is your take on this? Um, I agree with uh, quite a lot of, okay, actually, pretty much everyone. Um, I feel like, yes, uh, as black people, we need to be exposed to that kind of lifestyle. However, I agree with you. I don't... <laughs> I don't post much, um, especially when things are happening at that point, because for me, uh, I don't, it's, the problem for me is that I just love a, a private life, you know? So I, I just feel like whenever too much of that opulence is exposed, it, it just draws people to, 
to me for the reasons that I don't want. You know, okay, fine. Believe she keeps on posting this and she lives this kind of life. I just feel like I'm going to, oh my gosh, what just happened? Yes, I'm going to attract the wrong kind of people to me. And for me, I really, I'm trying to just enjoy the plate. I don't want to take a video eating. It does not make sense to me. For me, it does not make sense. However, for some people, it's really motivation. And I feel like at the end of the day, we things from a different perspective now though noise because you see what what just happened you know when you just overexpose everything it's just i'm more about enjoying that moment you know not being too focused about why am i showing people who don't care about me that's the thing for me people who don't even know me. Like, it does not make sense to me to actually do that. However, I do understand why people do it. But personally, uh, no, no thanks. I'm not going to go live at a restaurant. No. <laughs> okay. Um, I, 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 I can agree in that extent. Um, obviously, I won't lie. Sometimes you get intimidating. Like, you know what? Let me show off. You know, I, I worked hard for this. You know, I, I, did, I worked hard to get, a, to get myself on this plane to New York. So look at me, you know, the haters, look at me, all the haters. But yeah, um, Ayanda um, and Chimeli Chili, what is your take? I mean, don't you think also maybe it also raises the risk of bringing a negative crowd to your space now that people can see that you have this lifestyle? What is your take on this? Oh, yeah, definitely does. And that's why it's advisable that you actually keep it private as much as possible because once the cat is out of the bag, you're gonna draw this a certain crowd that you wouldn't be ready for. You know, so it's it's actually nice for you to brace yourself, keep it private and you know, keep calm because as much as we want people to, to succeed, you know. There's still the crap mentality that people might still have, which is bad, you know, and negative, because you never know who has a crap mentality. So hence why keeping it private is nice. Okay, good point. Matlati, I know you raised your hand, but uh, really, I'm not sure if you're raising a new point, uh, but Matlati, your flow is yours. So in my opinion, I feel like um, people will still, you'll still have opportunists, whether you look like it or not, whether you post or not. And even just you having a certain vibe or a certain eloquence and even how you demeanor that you give off, that could just attract the wrong crowd. So as much as we try to control it by limiting it on social media, I think it's, it's, it's a control that you have in our head, but we really don't have any control of it when you look at it in retrospect. So, yeah, just do you. It works for you. It works for you. Yeah, if it's a pretty scenery that you want to share with other people, great. If it isn't a pretty scenery, you don't have to share it. But then I found that you can connect with people a lot better because we're sharing about our experiences, whether it's a, a food collocationing, a gourmet quarter collocationing, that I get to know about because you posted about it. It helps. I wouldn't have known, known it if you didn't share about it, in my opinion. So, yeah. Thanks for that. 
thanks for that point. And yeah, I think, you know, to each his own. And as long as, you, as long as you're doing it for whatever reasons you feel valid for, and, you know, you can't control how people respond to you. So even if you do, if you don't post at all, some people would dislike it. If you post something, whatever people feel, you can't control people's feelings. Uh, but as long as you're doing it for the right reasons yourself. Mobile, I don't know if you're raising a new point or was that from the pre... Okay, no problem then. Uh, so maybe this is the very last question, then we can just wrap things up. So if, let's say, you were to sit down with young people, probably in the ages of 15, 16, and this person has a phone that has all the social media apps on it, what do we say to someone that age? What kind of information or advice would you give someone of that age using social media? Introduced to this new world where if it's a boy or girl, where the first thing he sees on his feed is a twerk video, or the first thing he sees on his feed is men are trash, or the first thing he sees is that, you know, a high echelon life in Bali and or light-skinned girls who are slender, or whatever the case is. What information, in a brief summary, would you tell someone who's of that age? So let me just have everyone quickly, shortly, share what information should be shared with someone of that age. Uh, let me start with Ayanda, and then we can just keep it moving from there. Ayanda? Um, I think my advice would be simple. Just don't do it, because I will tell you what, ages between 15 and 18. Is that yeah. what you said? Yeah, because, yeah, you know, yeah, bro, like, you know, uh, kids are, are way more sensitive than we are. You know, at my age, I'd like to think, there's certain things I can, you know, block. Okay, I'm seeing this on social media. It is what it is. But like kids take literally everything in, understand? Because I've got a, a little sister who's like 20. Uh, she started using socials you know, since she was like 17. And I think I've spoken about this before, which I, I noticed a trend, which is she started like, you know, uh, being more expensive, literally. Because she'd ask me for favors. She'd ask me for Air Force Ones, different uh, types of, uh, you know, clothes, uh, handbags, you know, phones. I'm... I'm and, and I was thinking in my head, where is this coming from? I was like, oh, she's on Insta now. So she's way, you know, she's exposed to a lot of things. That's why, you know, she's got a, a larger appetite for, for certain things. Uh, and, you know, there's so many insecurities they face as well. So I, just, that's me. Don't. Don't do it. <laughs> okay. Sheesh, your kids are going to hate you. Sherry, uh, <laughs> what, what, what do you think? What's your take on young people and social media and just growing up in this current world that we live in, what advice would you share for them? Um, I think I agree with Ayanda because social media needs you to have like some sort of mental stability. You need to be able to be selective what you want to take in and, and what not. And at that age, it's very difficult to be selective. No, this is helpful, this is not. You're just now overwhelmed by all these trends, all these new things, and now it's just a bit overwhelming. Social media can be somewhat overwhelming. So I agree. Okay. Uh, don't do it. Don't do it. Yeah, <laughs> don't do it. So we have two don't do it. Um, I, I wonder if everyone else agrees. Um, let's have Mongezi, what is your take? What is your parting words for a young person? Uh, my parting words to a young person? Uh, I tell them to 
to do it because uh, I want to I want to I want to give them uh, the liberty to to decide for their own uh, what what affects them and what does not I think um, giving someone the liberty um, um, the liberty to choose for themselves actually empowers them to make decisions on their own I would just uh, offer myself uh, as, a, as 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 counsel for guidance in 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 whatever that they may need counsel on, but then I would tell them, very simple, deattach and do not overshare. That is a that is a good parting set of words. Um, Bali, what is your parting words for a young person? Um, that person gets introduced to social media and even all the negatives and positives. What what do you, what what do you think they should they need to know? Don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> I'm sorry, no ways. Um, I just feel like it's becoming more toxic by the day. And really, the things that you, you get on social media, if it's the news that you want, you can go and read them or find them elsewhere. There's News 24. There's a lot of other things that you can use. Just stay out of that space because it's not good. It's it's just getting worse by the day. That's my problem. Probably like years ago, then I would be like, yeah, sure, jump in. But now just feel like um, by keeping those kids out of social media, then they can actually formulate their own identity for themselves. Whereas it's just a lot of pressure. And I mean, like we're talking about kids right now and adults, yeah, cool. But kids need to have that freedom to formulate their own identities without the kind of pressure that they get on social media like it's it's just too much for me so now no don't do it go and be a kid don't do it okay good point i think for me the biggest concern i always have is you know when you see some children let's say i'm a dad and i tell my daughter uh don't have sex until you are 21 or until you get married and then out of out of despise or whatever the word is you know she goes ahead and does it because i'm imposing these these laws on her and what not to do. That's my, always my fear. And then she becomes very engaged in these things just out of spite for uh, as me as a parent or as an adult. But yeah, it, it's a tough one. Um, but you saw, and then I know Shereen, you raised your hand. Let's quickly just wrap up. And then I know some others haven't spoken. Right. So, right. so I, I think I'll tell the youngins to say, take everything with a pinch of salt. Uh, just for them to consider everything and mostly Instagram guys I always go back to that take it as if everything on there is overly exaggerated those people are not living their real lives because yeah like there's a lot of fake there and then you're trying to live up to that standard which is very hard to 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 keep up with so I think I'll just say that take it with a pinch of salt man whatever you see there don't try to live up to those expectations. I'll wait. Okay. Shireen, I know you raised your hand quickly uh, so you can let others speak as well. Okay. Um, I just want to um, a comment on your concern saying that uh, if you tell your kids not to do it and then they do it out of spite. I feel like if now you tell them explicitly and you are transparent about the reasons behind why you don't want them to do certain things. I think they, they are more understanding. 
Because with Kina, when we were growing up, they just tell you don't do it. The reasons why you should not do it, the consequences of why you shouldn't do it were not explained. So you want to see it for yourself. Like, I want to see and think, what's going to happen if I do one, two, three, four, five. Oh. Okay. Matlati, what is your parting words? So I agree with Monge's point that I would encourage them to do it. And I would just ensure that they have someone to cry on or lean on for advice so that you can also have a great determination of what is truth and what is fiction. It's a very, it's very important to be able to see things as they are and not what you want them to be. So the, the best way to do it is through social media. That's my opinion. Okay. Uh, Chili Chim- Chimedi, what is your parting words? Okay, let's. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we can hear you. Uh, okay. Uh, read more books. Love yourself. The world can be cruel. That's, that's simple. It. That's simple. Okay. Wow. Well, I, I, I know you thought about this quite detailed. Um, okay. <laughs> that's a good point. Um, yeah. Mobile. Uh, I think you'll be lost, and then we can probably wrap things up. Uh, for me, why do you want to do it? If you want to do it because you're bored, then don't do it. If you want to promote something, promote a business or a service, then do it. Other than that, wait till you're 18. If you're under 18, you have no sense of identity whatsoever. So wait till you're 18 until you know what you're about, what you're going to do, and at least get, we can have a conversation with an 18-year-old. Yeah, that's a, that's a good point. And I think, you know, just to wrap things up, you know, all of us being adults or young adults, you know, we always speak about the problems that we have in society, but in terms of solutions and how we change for the next generation, I think it also starts with us speaking to them about these concerns and problems we have, you know, teaching a young person, a stuff like colorism exists, you know, you're going to experience this as you get older. You're going to experience issues such as racism, uh, poverty and classism that exists. So this kind of discussions need to be had with young people as well. So they're informed before you get to the space of social media. You know, as soon as you know you don't know anything about life, and now you're just bombarded with all these new things that you're learning on social media, not through your parents or mentors and so forth. It can become overwhelming, and then you're just thrown into the deep end. But yeah, I think you know such discussions are key, and you know I'm glad we can have such discussions. You know, at least. Besides some of Ayanda's points earlier, I think all of us have kind of made very great points about, you know, the challenges we have, uh, especially colorism, you know, men and women experience it differently, but it's something that we need to talk about and how we can deal deal with such problems. But yeah, I think that's it for today's discussion. Uh, Lastly, thank you all. I want to especially thank Bali for, you know, holding the floor down. Uh, And I hope you guys do enjoy your weekend. Uh, Hopefully we have more discussions. Uh, and we can obviously extend more issues that we need to discuss upon. Uh, But thank you guys for joining, and hopefully you guys enjoy the rest of your weekend. Cool. I'll let you guys know once the podcast is up, and enjoy the rest of your day. Cheers. Cheers, bro. Bye. Adios.